This is the story of a podcast that cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while it looks so sad in photographs, it's the bargain den. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. We're now nine days. We become nine days. The band that sung... Oh, is that who did that? I I didn't even know. Not many. Well, and probably a lot of people do. But I think that was their only song that was anything. But this is not that. We're actually the bargain den. I'm Brandon. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Do Hello. It again. Okay. This is the story <laughs> of a podcast that cried a river and drowned the whole world. We're now remember. nine days. Okay. Hmm? Nothing. Do I remember every word that I just said? Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm Always. Donna. <laughs> Boy, just kidding. This isn't nine days. It's the Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck. <laughs> Why no. do you say that? Because it's a train wreck. No, oh. just kidding. My name's Brandon. My name's Donna. And this is The Bargain Den. It's your weekly source of financial advice uh, in the form of watching movies, deciding whether or not they're frugal, and then putting them in your face or taking them away from your face. That or putting is... them inside your ear holes. Yeah, or putting them outside your ear holes. Those, you, there's lots of different places the movies can or maybe should or shouldn't be. That's what we're here to find out. We're going to put them, we put them into our brains, watch them through our eye holes, <laughs> and then we're going to say, that's the brain, that's the brain robots working, deciding whether or not it's a frugal movie. Beep boop. Is it frugal? Yes. That's Frugs. Classic <laughs> character from the Bargain Den canon, Frugs. I forgot what its acronym stands for, but Frugs the Robot is back, everybody. You all tweeted at us and said you wanted a Frugs return. <laughs> we watch movies, we decide whether or not they're frugal or not. And these movies come from bargain dens, bargain bins, and bargain shins. <laughs> and they're from all over the country, mostly from Oklahoma. And we watch them try to decide. And yeah, Donna, how have you been? Oh, I've been really, really good. I went on a cleaning spree today. Nice. How have you been? Been doing pretty well. You know, we've been talking about robots and stuff, but I feel like there's there's just love in the air, you know? There very well may be. Um, I did... We got a coupon in the mail for Victoria's Secret, and it came with a perfume thing, and I did put that and tape it to the bottom of our cat's. So I think they've been running around perfuming the whole house. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yes, it does. That's what I've been smelling. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've just been, I thought... It's very illuminating. I've been really working on trying to think outside of the box with new and innovative ways to get a better result in life in general. And I said, I want more of this house to smell nice. And so mm-hmm. I figure we've got these two little stink butts running around, stinking up the place. <laughs> Maybe if we put them to work. <laughs> so what I'm really hoping to get is one of those Glade air fresheners that squirts out every, you know, five to ten minutes. And they just look like little backpacks on our cats. And just like, <laughs> is it still putting it on the cat? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Putting it on their back. 
And then, like, you know, we'll be laying in bed and, like, they'll get right up on our face and all of a sudden we'll be like, <laughs> and we'll, like, <laughs> and shoot us straight in the face. That sounds great. Uh-huh. I, I don't know of any better way to implement that. We may have to cut all of this out because, like, that's such a good idea. Oh, yeah. TMTM. TMTM. Cat, cat backpacks that are air freshener dispensers. I feel like there's a good name we could, like. Okay, we um, got this. Smell good cat backpacks. Worst. <laughs> we found the worst. So we can go and work from there. Fragrant feline. Fragrant feline fanny packs. Ooh! Fragrant feline fanny packs. The triple F. Yes. That's what we will call it. The F. <laughs> you'll see it, and that's what you'll say. Oh my God, is oh. that your? F- <laughs> I've always wanted one. I figured they would look really cute on my cat. Oh, does your other cat have a? F- <laughs> as well. <laughs> I've been recording for so long today, Don. <laughs> uh, that noise sounds like a human having a hairball. Good, perfect. My voice feels like a human having a hairball. <laughs> what movie did we watch this week, Donna? This week we watched Love is All There Is. That's why you said there was love in the air. Mm-hmm. We watched this 1996 film called Love is in the Air. Wait, no. Love is All There Is. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> we watched that movie. Love is All There Is, 1996. So if you haven't seen this movie and you're like, darn, that was on my list. I wanted to watch it. We're gonna spoil it. So just a heads up with that. So we're going to run through its plot real quick. Um, Love is All There Is. Um, in the credits of it, it says now introducing Angelina Jolie. So this is one of her like early works. It's also our first Jolie film on the the podcast. Yeah, we, I was really surprised to pull something out. And for one, I didn't recognize her from the cover at first. Yeah, she she looks be young. Yeah, and so, like, reading the bag, I was like, Angelina Jolie? What? Mm-hmm. Well, there what? she is, right on the front cover. Yeah. Um, This is, like, a very... It was a very interesting and cute movie. It's more or less... I like to th- I think of it as, like, Romeo and Juliet from the perspective of the parents. Mm-hmm. But it's set in modern times, and it's two rivaling Italian families. One has a very bougie Italian restaurant. The other has a very um, middle class, lower class, you know, um, mm. Italian restaurant. And they're battling, but of course they're, they're uh, you know, the kids fall in love. Also, the kids are in a Romeo and Juliet production. Right. And they fall in love and, like... Within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it mainly falls around what would be Romeo. I don't remember what his actual name was. Um, his mom. And I his mom. I think his name was Rosario. Yeah, it Rosario. was very close to Romeo. Yeah. Um, and she, his mom is incredible. She was like the best of this whole movie. She went on to do some stuff. I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but, um, she, uh, She's always going to a psychic, and that's where she learns that her son's going to fall in love with Juliet, and so she starts panicking, and it's just so funny and cute, and, like, this movie was offensively Italian as well. Mm-hmm. Like, over-the-top Italian for the joke of being Italian. Yes. It felt as though there was somebody probably behind the camera that was like, be 
more Italian. No, no, no. What you're doing right there, that stereotype, that, that's at a two. I need you at a ten. I want Tony Soprano here with <laughs> Mario, the plumber, with <laughs> other things that are Italian. Just very, very Italian. Like it was like it wore so much. Everybody had an Italian accent, quote unquote, and some were better than others. Well, and the bougie Italians even had a very different Italian accent than the mm-hmm. middle class, which I guess he's Sicilian. If you want to get real technical, I don't know. It was it was funny. Lainey Cousin, Cousin, I don't know. That's who played the mom, I think. Ah. But anyway, yeah, it follows the story. They, you know, Romeo and Juliet fall in love, and they're like, "We're gonna be together forever." And the parents are like, "Well, you know, you did just meet and stuff," and so they're going back and forth. And eventually, Romeo and Juliet have sex, and that pretty much solidifies the whole deal for them. Yeah, um, bougie parents are super upset about that, or Juliet's parents. I'm just going to call them Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but Romeo's parents are kind of like, eh, like, we get it. Sex is pretty cool, but don't do it again. Capiche? Cool. And they end up getting into a slight disagreement Meanwhile, they're gearing up for this big wedding that they're going to cater. The parents. Yeah. The the lower class, Romeo's parents. Mm-hmm. So as they're trying to cater this wedding, uh, Romeo and Juliet go through like every teen angst you can think of and decide to get married. But Romeo's parents don't want them to, but Juliet's parents say they will. So they go run away to Juliet's parents, who it turns out was tricking them. To kidnap Juliet to send her to Paris to finish her studies to become a ballerina. Yep. So they got bamboozled. So Romeo goes to break Juliet out and he does. And they are trying to escape and they go into like a, like a, was it like a broom shed or like a... It was called a smokehouse. Yeah, a smokehouse. Just a tiny shed basically. And um, while they're like escaping the family start actually having like an actual rivalry because they believe that when Romeo goes to break out Juliet, they believe that it's actually the whole family. And so... Trying to ruin the event that they're catering. So they run over there and ruin the wedding. So they run back over and they're fighting and they can't find the kids. And in the, the chaos, they decide to flip over the shed and trap the kids inside the smokehouse. And they don't know the kids are in there. Right. And which, But flipping it over on its side causes a gas leak, so they're starting to die. And it's door side down, so they can't get out. Right. That being said, that shed, you could have gotten out of that shed. That was... Yeah, I feel like you could have just busted through the wood. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like... It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. Eh. Um, so the mom, the main mom, Romeo's mom, finally realizes that uh, something about how love is all there is, and you have to let your children go, and that she's the actual one that needs to be speaking with the clairvoyant, the psychic, not... I don't know. She figures out <laughs> that she's the one that needs time to heal, and so then she's able to locate the kids somehow. It, like, she was psychic. I mean, that was just, like, an element of the movie, I guess. Um, they, she was such a good psychic. She was so good. She found... They found the kids... 
and bust him out, and then they're just so happy that they found him that they agreed to let him get married. Yep, it's really sweet, real cute. Um, but is it frugal? I don't know. That was I don't feel as though I have a good enough segue to talk about going to the clearance aisle. Maybe I'll find a segue in the clearance aisle. <laughs> no, wait. Wait. I've got one. I think we need some cake for this wedding. Okay. Let's, let's see. see if we can find some in the clearance aisle. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, we're back. Ooh, that'd make a good cake topper. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Um, I mean, yep. That's what we got from the clearance aisle since there was no cake, but now we have cake toppers. They're Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And they can morph and they're mighty. But was uh, Love is All There Is a frugal film? Mm. These are good questions. There was one question. This is a good question. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, uh, the destruction when the families are going after each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Super not frugal, almost cost them two young lives. Mm-hmm. So that's not frugal. And their businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that couldn't have been good for either of their reputations, mm-hmm. business-wise or personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that it was not a good call to be doing that. I think that the ostentatiousness of the wedding was not very frugal. They wanted fog machines mm-hmm. for the wedding. It was a big deal to have fog machines. Could you imagine if we had had fog <laughs> machines at our wedding? What's funny is I feel like that, like nowadays, that might only cost like $20 more. It's true. Like, and just bring your fog machine and some fog juice. Why would you do that? <laughs> I just don't understand why you could want... I mean, I guess it's each their own, but, like, I don't know. Just something about, like, a way overly presented wedding would be just so stressful. But So weddings in general, mm-hmm. pretty much as a rule, not, not frugal. frugal. Uh, this particular <laughs> one where most of the movie took place that uh, Romeo's family was catering, mm-hmm. super not frugal. Yeah. Uh, that being said, getting married, frugal. I'll say, combine your taxes. Fair, yeah. So, that's a frugal thing. This movie focused a lot on marriage. It's true. And marriage. Marriage. You, you know, you find, you find the first person that you meet and fall in love with and marry them. They'll save you a lot of money on first dates. That's true. That's why I married you. Damn. I've been in the frugal game for many years. You just haven't known it based on my spending habits. Yeah, I didn't didn't (laughs) understand that that's what was going on there. You're like, well, I can do this today because, hey, I didn't have to go on a second first date. And everybody knows that on the first date, you have to spend, uh, I think it's like at least two-thirds your monthly income. <laughs> Isn't that the rule? <laughs> <laughs> that laugh. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, I think that going to a psychic, she was super not frugal. She was not a frugal psychic. She was charging for everything. Doesn't that... Dude, I feel like the psychic was frugal. The, the psychic that mom kept going to. Yeah. 
she's very frugal. She, for one, she was always available to help everyone out in the town that needed her psychic abilities. But then she charged, yeah, she charged for everything. That's smart. It's good business. I think it's frugal. But not frugal to our main characters. And that's who we're supposed to be sympathetic towards. But it also helped her. But, okay. But Everything you... she bought ended up working and helping her. Mm, yeah. Aside from maybe the aura duster. Yeah, but she <laughs> she got charged an arm and leg for, like, things that she shouldn't have been charged an arm and leg for. Yeah, she needed them, but, like, but, again, had she not done anything, it would have all just worked out, remember? That's true. So, not frugal. I don't think we can put the bad frugal, because, like, yeah, the opposite of a, of a bad frugal is good for somebody, like... Mm-hmm. Somebody's getting that money somehow, but I mean, like not nah. necessarily. Like, what if you burn some money, Donna? Okay, I'm stopping <laughs> you right there. <laughs> okay, so dia. That's what we had for dinner. We, we did had, we had some quesadillas. You made a quesadilla for me. Made a quesadilla for you. You made another quesadilla for me. I put that in the fridge. You made another one for you. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the mundane <laughs> minutia notes of our life. You take a tortilla and you put it in the pan, lightly greased, add cheese on top. Either fold over your tortilla or add another tortilla on top. Now it's a cooking show, I guess. But like an ASMR cooking show now. ASMR cooking, cooking show would sound like this. And we would talk I about thought it. that's what I was doing. No, that's not what you're doing. I just like the idea that that's how you hear all ASMR. <laughs> so, like, everybody, they're like, so I'm just going to be tapping on the, the potato. And then you hear, like, I'm just going to be a tapping on the potato. <laughs> oh, yes, I am just a tapping on the potato. It's very nice. I need to get my ingredients. <laughs> Pot like, I just, I'm going to run my hand. You hear that? Am I giving you the tingles? <laughs> like, am I giving you the tingles? That's exactly what my voice sounded like earlier. Uh-huh. Thank you. I just exaggerated it. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Uh, the mother-in-law lived with Romeo and his parents. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's actually frugal. She's helping with the family business. They're all saving on bills. Mm-hmm. They may be really annoyed by it, but it is the frugal choice. True. But then they do send them off to Paris at the end, so. Mm. Um, Alright, now it's time for a new segment. I didn't look this up beforehand, so hopefully this works, but um, let's do some uh, trivia for the movie. You ready? Thrifty trivia. Mm. All right. Well, it doesn't have any trivia specifically. Thrifty trivia, no. (laughs) But there's uh, one goof in the scene where Gina... Thrifty trivia. (laughs) Where Gina is in the kitchen and Mr. Capameza is telling her about how her parents threw her out. The camera view that is looking from behind her shows her arm in the front of her chest, holding her other hand. And the garment she is wearing is on her shoulder, but just a little bit. But in the next scene where her front is shown, her arms are all the way down, and the garment is much further down her arm. Is this interesting? Oh, that's just asking for my MDB. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say this movie was full of uh, 
continuity errors. Yeah, there was so many. Like, this movie desperately needed a fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, production manager. Uh, not production manager. Um, assistant director, I think. Is that, that's AD, first AD. <gasps> Donna! I have no idea what you're talking about. Donna New! Brandon! I went to turn off my volume. I turned off my Wi-Fi. (laughs) First world problems. Am I right? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, Well. uh, so continuity errors. Does that factor into frugal versus not frugal? Uh, They didn't take the time to reshoot the shots when they found out they were wrong, so frugal, I guess. I'm a little bit of a terror if it's frugal or not frugal. Um, I feel like it's not frugal, but I would like people to watch this movie because it was really mm-hmm. crazy and very fun. I, I feel like it's all uh, it's just not frugal. Not frugal? Yeah. I mean, what? weddings, Paris, yeah. destruction. The... No. Okay, what's the lesson, though? Marriage is frugal. Weddings are not. Okay. Okay. Are you actually going to let that stay? Yeah. Marriage is frugal. Weddings are not. Oh. Hey, guys. You did it. You did it. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening, Donna. Are there some people you want to thank? Mm-hmm. I would like to thank you, the listener, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You're awesome. And I want to thank Sarah Anastasia for our super cute artwork. And there's a link to more of her art in our description. I also, also want to thank the Lounge Kittens, a trio of super badass ladies who make super cool music and let us use their cover of Dirty Deeds. Uh, I also want to thank Brandon for being here. Thanks, Brandon. No problem. I would also love to thank, um, you know, the people that like to review us on iTunes. Because they leave us reviews, and we super appreciate that. And then we read those reviews on the episodes and talk about them because they're our bargainers. Just like the one-tenth of one percent still, guys. Dang. Dang. Someone needs to dethrone the one-tenth of one percent. Could not agree more. I also want to thank Donna. You know, she shows up every week for this podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I always think, I'm like, am I going to have to call her? Is she going to come in today? What if she doesn't come in? I have to find a new co-host. What am I going to do? <laughs> shows up every time. It's very kind of you. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do a sign off here real quick. Hold on, I gotta write my note. Oh no, my pen died. There it is. Hold on. Brandon's using a fine tip sharpie. Shh! Don't tell. I stole this. You know that's some ASMR right there. Sure it is. Sharpie on the post-it, tearing the post-it off. Okay, I've done it. It says, "Call nine one one." My name's Brandon. Oh my god, don't do this. I'm Donna. Touch those pennies. Stay frugal. Ah.